What an epic race to start the season. Some teams are setting up to be a disappointment while others are on the come up. Will this be the season Max and the Rebels dethrone Sir Lewis and the almighty Mercedes? Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in jump to start racing podcast my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends ruben say hello what's going on guys yancy what's up oh my oh, god he's, he's excited, excited. Oh, race baby <laughs> yes <laughs> guys before we get started i want to let you know obviously we are on many many uh podcast platforms as well as on youtube we are you should be able to see it on the screen right now we are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Pod, Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm going to have to say that. That was again. a short stumble, man. <laughs> Got to get it right. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube, at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter, and at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram. I'm going to say that again. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Yeah, good, man. If you're going to do an overtake, if you're going to do an overtake, you do it on the track, not off the track. Guys, make sure Go. to follow us, subscribe. Please leave us a review. Five stars, preferably, obviously, sure. since we're trying our best here. Um, but make sure, if you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, leave a comment if you'd like, and uh, let's jump kind of right into it, our weekend race review. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. <laughs> Almost on cue there. <laughs> You're getting there, bro. Thank you, thank you. You're getting there. 20 years ago, Nick Lara said. Okay, so here's our uh, our situation here. We had our first race weekend. We could finally tell what's what. No more sandbagging. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. No well, apparently, there was no sandbagging. Oh, my God. Yeah, so very quickly, the practices... They, we all still felt that there was still a little bit of sandbagging going on, or people were doing long, long, uh, uh, I guess stints versus the short stints that others were doing, and we couldn't really tell what was going on. Nobody was showing was their it hands. really practice or just like, like an extension of testing? Because a little bit, I right? Since so, it was yeah. a short testing, I think that that's a, a really good and point. you only had, um, and you only had this time the practices were only an hour long, yes, instead of an hour and a half long. I think during the practice, what they did was those small changes that they're not showing testing, they brought it out. Let's see if they work. Okay, we got to leave it now because we brought the car like that. Yeah. Especially like Alpine, they brought a bunch of stuff different on the floor. They got a bunch of little sticks out and stuff like that. But that make, I think um, it makes for Whatever better, it makes for better racing when people, when they, of course. they don't know. We got a great race. Yeah, we did. So qualifying, qualifying itself was phenomenal. It was, it was... Uh, for me, it was as good as the race, right? So yeah. we, throughout all three sessions as well, because we just didn't know who was going to shake out where. So throughout the weekend, right, we saw a lot of surprises, in my opinion. Um, for me, number one surprise was just how fast the Red Bull was in comparison to Mercedes and the rest of the field. And when I say Red Bull, I mean both the Red Bull and the Alpha Tari. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say. Were you really surprised, or because I was kind of expecting that? I think the surprise was how far back 
Mercedes was. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting, you know, for the sandbagging to come out. Okay, hey, we got you guys. <laughs> we pulled you. you know? But I was not. <laughs> it was not that way. <laughs> you know. And, but, and it's pretty incredible. Friend. Even like that. I mean, we, we all didn't believe that Mercedes was far be- was was behind Red Bull in the first place but it it bared out that way to be honest with you you know what's one thing about qualifying I did not like I was watching it by myself like I didn't have somebody to like pump up with me or push I'm like yo did you see that like, I was okay. just in the, in the living room like you could have called me you could have called us yeah, called we us. Was, we were still texting it's just alright you're like by myself in the living room big screen you're like wah wah Okay. Get out of here. Can I jump down? Like, who am so I going to jump Sounds with? like a Let's, personal problem. Yeah, it, it kind of really does. Let's um, just kind of... I'm going to or something. <laughs> Let's reel it back in. But one of the things that was interesting in Q2 coming out, uh, all the all the Red Bull cars, both AlphaTauris, both Red Bulls came out in mediums because they looked so good in Q1. Ended up turning out to be a mistake for Sergio Perez in the sense that his first lap of Q2 was deleted. And then he could not get a good enough lap. I think he tried again on the mediums, and he couldn't get a good enough lap to qualify into Q3. Was that because of the, the Mazepin? Um, no, I think what went, and there was two cars that that happened to. Oh, no, it was already, no, it was already, yeah. Mazepin was out of it. There was two the cars that that happened to, that happened to, to Perez. No, no, well, no, that's a separate issue. Yeah, that was a separate We're talking about, they got on the wrong tire, meaning... Perez was on the wrong tire in Q2, and so was Sonoda. It wasn't the wrong tire. It was strategically the tire that they chose. It yes. just wasn't fast enough. Yeah. Well, but... it would have been fast enough if Perez didn't get the lap deleted. He had an awesome lap. It, exactly. He just couldn't do another one. Like He just couldn't replicate that same lap legally. Exactly. Yeah, and then some people got hurt out by the Mazepin. But that was a, a, the Q before. Yeah. Was... About Q, you know, with the mediums. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was my mistake. Oh, that was yeah, Q1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. correct. Right, so that... You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, so that that was Q2. Q1, we had the Mazda spin, right? As <laughs> the new battle. I think he's he's far over. T- his powers far exceed uh, the spinning powers of uh, Sebastian Vettel. But Whoa. I think that... Uh, we have a new Spinderella. <laughs> um, he sucks, man. I it, think- it, and it's going to be the story of the year where... You see, a, you see a rookie come out, and we'll talk about him throughout the the show. But we see a rookie come out in Yuki Tsunoda and like really just put on yeah, a show. It was impressive. Really put on a show, and you see Nikita Mazepin <laughs> spinning Q one. I think he's lap one, turn he's three. about to take a Lance Stroll's throne. Who for the most hated F one driver? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull you guys back in, right? And we're gonna go back to talking about qualifying, right? All right. So in in Q1, there's still too much going on. It's yeah, really yeah. Exciting. In Q1, we ended up losing Ocon, Latifi, Vettel, Mick Schumacher, and Nikita Mazepin. So the shocker there was well, there were two shockers to me: Ocon and Vettel. What the heck happened? Obviously, Vettel was heavily affected by the Nikita Mazepin spin. Um, I think Ocon was also the other one that was that was caught up in it. Uh, surprisingly, we see a couple of things happen, right? Ferrari power is a little bit back. And by a little bit, I mean the Alfa Romeo's benefit. They move forward into Q2. Yes. A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that. Yes. We'll, we'll dedicate a whole section to you. 
So we we see the Alfa Romeos advance. They're no longer back. They're no longer they're back the market. bottom tier. Uh, obviously, George Russell doing his thing. But it, it was a little weird to see the guys that were down there, but because of the extenuating circumstances, right? Then we lost in Q2, Sergio Perez, both Alfa Romeos, Yuki Tsunoda, and George Russell. George Russell, whatever, Mr. Saturday, Q2, we're doing good. That's good for that car. Right. Hell yeah. Q2, we're doing good for him. Perez and Tsunoda, we had the tire issues, which I don't know if they were just overconfident. They came out in mediums uh, for Q2. And Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen, okay, thanks for trying again. How <laughs> <laughs> you going to talk about wow. the Bergamo bullet like the that? The Bergamo bro? bullet. Thank you, but Come on, man. He did a great job um, this whole weekend. <laughs> so in Q3, we start to see a little, you know, the sandbags loosening up. We see the Mercedes is... We are in the desert, though. They do, <laughs> they do let him out. <laughs> uh, so we see... <laughs> we see the, uh, the sandbags loosening up. And at the, top, the, at the top of the Q3 standings, at the end of the whole thing, Max Verstappen literally does a perfect lap, purples all three sectors, and pushes that car to... What was it? It was three-tenths better almost four tenths better than Lewis Hamilton yes. to get the pole position. Hamilton, which is, um, which is ridiculous. Ri- the, the, ridiculous. That gap is crazy. That, that was probably like a perfect lap. That he yeah, it was. When I saw that, I'm like, wow. Red Bull came with the hammer this year. Yeah. So they took the hammer from him? No more hammer. They tried. No more Hamilton. <laughs> so it was Verstappen, Hamilton, bought us the top three. A monster, monster lap from... Charlie! <laughs> Woo! My man is back, baby. Ferrari is back. Let's okay. go. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Sorry. So, one <laughs> of the stories of the whole Q1, Q2 was Carlos Sainz beating Charles Leclerc in, in both sessions, right? And then in Q3, it flip-flopped around. We recall that uh, Charles Leclerc actually is really good in Bahrain. He almost got his first win there and had the uh, engine problems, uh, what was it, 2019. I got to remind me for. No, no, just to see if you're there with the times. Yeah, so. You might miss it on trivia. Beyond that, uh, beyond Charles Leclerc on fourth, it was Pierre Gasly in fifth, also just putting in work, Daniel Ricciardo, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, um, Fernando Alonso, and Lance Stroll to round out the top 10. So that's qualifying. How about Fernando Alonso, who, Dude. off the couch, two years off the couch, comes in. Well, he was eating home. He was eating tres leche cake. Um, <laughs> he comes in and just does his thing, just jumps on a he car that's not even all that good, and he, he qualified ninth. He was out for two years, right? Yes. He was out for two years, yes. and you can see why I was so excited when, he, when he was coming back. He drove that car, to be honest with you, they didn't seem like... It was all there. Not that it's a bad car, but it's not a great car. And the fact that he was able to get it into Q into Q three is amazing in itself. And it shows you how good of a driver he is and how much he can take a car that's not very good and make it seem like it's way better. No, no, we 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 know that already about Alonso. He could take, you know, imagine remember the miracles he did with the with, with the McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, and that car was those years were horrible. A GP two engine, right? That's yep. what he called it. <laughs> so what? After watching qualifying, what would you say 
was the biggest surprise coming out of that whole, I guess, one hour show there? The the whole Sonora. Sonora, I mean, I think the whole the Honda engine in general, in general was yeah. just out of control. Right but it, it's just VTEC turned on there. With Sonora, is you you didn't know what you were gonna get. You you know we we heard, all right, they're gonna they they got rid of Kvyat, they're gonna bring him in. He came in third in F three, I mean in F two, but he didn't come in with 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 the hype. And all of a sudden, this kid shows up, throws a second fastest time in testing. And we thought it was we thought it was just because you know he was opening his DRS too soon, but he comes into qualifying and just drives the lights out of that car. And it's too bad that he didn't get into Q three because he definitely had the potential. I guess he was just on the wrong tire, or maybe he just didn't make it happen. But I mean, either way, to at that point put up, I think it was the second fastest lap on uh, the entire field in Q one. In Q one, yeah. wow. Wow, wow, the kid is good. And and we'll see later on, you know, in the race, you know, he's he's going to be exciting to watch. And he was joke he was joking after the race in the post race with uh, Buxton <laughs> about how late he breaks. Just... Yeah, he's like I'm just going to send it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. I'm yeah. I'm really excited to see this kid. He's he think... seems like he's very humble. He appreciates the history, but he also knows that he's he he needs to come in you know, guns, guns are blazing. Yeah. And he's doing it, and he's doing a great job so far. Ruben, what was your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise is just the new guys and the new teams and the way they're they were they're performing. Obviously, Alonso, you got Ricardo, Ricardo did extremely well. I think some of these guys are just the switch teams or whatever. Even the McLaren with the engine swap, even even uh, Lando Norris said, Hey, we're still are you, are getting adjusted to the, the you know to the settings and the ending and stuff like that. So that little transition, the way they did it, it shows you know, the level they are driving-wise. I mean, obviously, in this case, I'm just focusing more on Ricardo and Alonso. I thought they would be further back because they're still trying to, you know... They're trying to get used to yeah. the car. Yeah. I... Obviously, but, Sonora, come on. But I think that shows you how... That kid is here to stay. That kid is here to stay. Shows you how, you know, that, that Alonso and, and Ricardo in particular that you mentioned, they're world-class drivers. Even, and, and they even acknowledge yeah. in the interviews afterwards that they weren't totally there with the car. No. But still managed to put up great results. Ricardo did say that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought what was crazy in the in the post race interview with Ricardo, he's like, "Oh yeah, I managed to take some notes." And I'll re I'm like, "Dude, where are you taking these notes? How do you remember this stuff?" Like, 120, 180 miles an hour. Yeah. Taking pictures. Of yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was going through. He's like, "Oh, we had wheel slip here, and then this." And I'm just like, "Dude." Racing drivers, bro. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast, and it's like, yo, racing drivers. Yeah, but for me, the biggest the biggest surprise was, is it's along the lines of what Ruben just said. But new driver jumping into an, uh, a car or a team, the toughest team to jump into is Carlos Sainz jumping into. Can you can can you hit that for me, please? Yes, <laughs> yes, he is the smoothest of operators. <laughs> You're gonna get us uh, copyrighted here, but um, I bet. <laughs> he uh, he jumped into that car Q1 Q2. Looked phenomenal. He, um, I did not mention him. Sure. He, he, to me, he put on a show, and it, I think that we're gonna have such a great battle between the two of them throughout the whole year. Like Craig did say, science in pushed him, pushed me. He said it on the radio right afterwards when, when he acknowledged that it was a big step for Ferrari considering where they were last year. He acknowledged the team, but he also acknowledged, he also thanked Carlos Sainz for pushing him. 
I thought that was a phenomenal performance from Carlos Sainz. And I'm excited to see how that battle plays out throughout the year. Hopefully it doesn't get to the point where, you know, it's detrimental to the team, which I don't think it will because I, I think, think so. they're both yeah. very professional drivers. But Carlos Sainz was super impressive. And, you know, Leclerc has a fight on his hands with him. <laughs> and that, yeah, and that's just that's just qualifying, guys. Um, so that was bigger surprise, biggest disappointments. I'm gonna start with Ruben. What was to you the biggest disappointed disappointment? Battle. <laughs> I can't say nothing other more than that. Yeah. For a number of reasons, Vettel. <laughs> right. But what is no, there? I think, honestly, better was. What I thought most of the guys that swapped teams or swapped cars and stuff like that, that you know, that's how they were going to be. Do you think it's because of the circumstances or is, is, is it him? It's a combination of both. Yes. Elaborate. Yes. When I said, like, for example, it's unfortunate that Mass has been, you know, did that and he actually got called to the stores for and everything mm -hmm. for ignoring the yellow flags, but he was, I guess, in front of them. I don't know, you know, whatever they, whatever they were saying. But this is, it's because of the, harsh of the the bad times that he was going at Ferrari and this happens to him in the first race, this cannot be a boost, you know, a boost to his confidence in a in a car or a team. Even though the team speaks very highly of better so far. Mm -hmm. On the way the the way better is communicating to the team regarding how the car is behaving and stuff like that. They, you know, they, I think they went to the point of saying that better is like an engineer in the car or you know like a driver engineer saying but he needs to show on Sunday. This is show Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, my my biggest disappointment is along those lines, but it's not in Vettel. I'm, it's just Aston Martin in particular. Yeah. <laughs> just once. What are we doing here? Uh, so, um, yeah, that considering the pace that that team had last year, mm -hmm. and the step up that they made, they made a huge step up. Um, they weren't where. What's that face? You think they made a huge step up? What? Last year. Last year they oh, last did. Year, my, yeah. bad, my bad. I didn't get the last year part. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> if, if you stop playing with your toy over there, you might listen. <laughs> so last year they made a huge step up. They were the they were expected to be fighting at the top of the midfield, and they look like a lower midfield team. This year. Yeah. This year. Well, it's only one race, but it, it's just but it's just their performance throughout testing. Yeah. It, throughout the you know the first practices qualifying and the race it's just a huge disappointment because um it doesn't seem like Vettel can get up to speed with the car they're having a ton of reliability issues the car doesn't seem like it's just fast enough to be it's honest because they, they couldn't they couldn't buy from Mercedes a floor quick enough you know wow well the, 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 the car's not behaving well for the you know the, the one of the, of the one of the things that 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 came out over the weekend was Omar Safnar, which is the team principal for Aston Martin, saying that he is disappointed in how the rule changes played out for them. Of course. Um, I will be blaming more the FIA than themselves, but but whatever. Listen, you're an F1 team. The rule changes are, are, are the same for everybody. You need to adjust. The difference between, let's say, them and a Mercedes, which that car is very close to a Mercedes, um, and and we're talking about you know high rake and low rake. That team last year switched to a low rake, um, low rake concept. concept. Yep. But the difference between them and the Mercedes is that Mercedes, you can see how 
quick how quickly Mercedes turned around. Their car actually looked like it was a little bit higher on the on the on the rear end. Mm-hmm. But Aston Martin doesn't have the same resources that Mercedes does, so they're going to be suffering in the back. If they don't make that change, it's going to be the same. Uh, just in Sebastian Vettel's case, it's going to be the same issue that he had last year with the Ferrari. Yep. That back end is not responsive. He's going to have a tough year if they don't get the if they don't get on top of it. So I have like a, a minimized version of what you just said. Go ahead. When you're a copycat team. It just takes the time to copycat anything, new stuff. Well, yeah, as as but it's getting developed. Remember, no, but even when it was the Force India days, because remember, in Force India, they were the first one to duplicate the, the old diffuser and blah blah blah. I think in a way, though, it's they um, are a, a rapidly adapted team as well. So we never know. The, it might work great for them. It might just be... something like this is going to get better. Obviously, with the with the with the cost cap and the deve- you know the development handicap, um, it'll get better. But obviously. Last year, a Mercedes or a Ferrari or even a McLaren were allowed to spend all the money that they wanted and, you know, put all their resources in certain things so they can be in a better position going into it. Going two, three years down the line, things are going to get closer. I agree 100%. Biggest disappointment for me, I'm going to say this and I'm going to I'm gonna pull <laughs> myself in a little bit. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. No, it's, it's um, the fact that... Um, it's the fact that we have somebody like Nikita Mazepin on the grid who, I don't know, but based on what we just saw, he's just not qualified, right? I, I would rather have Albon out there. I would rather have Van Dorn out there. I would rather have Grosjean, Magnussen, Hulk. Hulk. I, there's so many guys that are much more deserving, but because dad is dad and he's rich, look at how he affected qualifying. We didn't get to see the true pace of Vettel and Ocon. Look at how he affected the race right in lap one. Uh, you can't tell me that no matter how much money is out there that the uh, sponsors, or I guess his dad is the sponsor, <laughs> or the team is happy with the performance of going out on turn three. That is, it was kind of expected, but it was still disappointing that what we got from uh, Mazepin. I don't know. Can I ask you a question though? And, and not much of a, not a pushback. It's just I just want to hear your thoughts. Could you blame that on the car, or the team? Because the car is not very good. We see they're they're getting they're getting their one and only development coming up the next race. Okay, that's for the entire year. Oh my god! Can we blame it on the car or the team? The answer is no. We had I don't know how many laps of uh, uh, testing. How many laps of practice? One, two, three, and whatever. He's still not qualifying. So come on. At some point, you need to figure out when to put it on the throttle, when to this guy, he did well in, in uh Formula Two, right? He did reasonably well, well enough to be able to get the license points to be able to get a super license. Yeah. So you blame Haas though. For I I can't because he no, wants Gene Haas wants to get out of the team. No, I'm saying for following the money. You know they have to bring in. Oh, we saw it in, in Drive to Survive. Yeah, so exactly. It was all about it was all about money, and I think the I don't think they named them, but that one sponsor in Drive to Survive where they wanted a German driver is the, the only other one is the one on one. I guess that's the company that they they said no, we need a German driver. That's why Schumacher is there. But at the very least, and this is what I was I think I said this about Schumacher before. Schumacher is not coming in guns a blazing. He's the type of driver that. He wants to get used to the car, adapt. adapt, learn about F1, and then 
next year is when you'll see. I'm sure you what I got next year. You know what? You know what he's made of and and how good of a race he's going to yeah, be. We're not going to see much from Schumacher. He's a rookie, and mm -hmm. not only is he a rookie, but he's he's moved up very quickly, um, in part because of talent and because of his name. And then it doesn't. But he has delivered, though. He, he has. He's won the championship. I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. moved, in part because 12. of talent and because of the name is what okay. I said. Gotcha, gotcha. But when you when you the the problem is for him, it's going to be the car that he's in, and then you're up against. The worst thing that, not the worst thing, but like a bad thing that happened for him is that Yuki Sonoda looked so good in a car that is supposed to be kind of bottom tier of the midfield. So, supposed to be. Supposed but, to be. But it's yeah, not. You're right. It's not. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, the actual race itself, we already know Nikita Mazepin spun out in uh, turn three of lap one, causing a safety car. Yes. Uh, actually, even before that, Sergio Perez, during the formation lap, the car shuts off. It was like, uh, I used to have a, what was it, a 1986 Honda Accord that would do that to me all That's the time. That's a nice car, by the way. <laughs> no, the favorite Yes. That's a nice, Yo, that's a it, nice it, Honda, it, man. Shout out to Danny, who's with me. Um, I don't think Vita was around that time. <laughs> no, <yet. it> wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, me and my Honda, and I um, I sympathize with uh, Sergio, Sergio Perez, Perez, right? I wasn't in Bahrain, but the Bronx is very similar, similar in, in many ways. Bronx, yeah. Very similar yeah, in many similar ways. Many Where's ways. the camels in the Bronx? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they managed to get the car going, has to start from the pit lane. Yeah. He uh, uh, manages to catch back up and actually performs pretty well. He turns out being the driver of the day. Uh, goes from literally the back of the pack, finishes fifth place. Yes. I, well, you know what I found funny about that situation is the way that he got the car to start back up. It's like uh, somebody said it. It's like when you re when your computer is all awry, you just Control turn it off and turn it on again. <laughs> he he took the steering wheel off and put it back on and it turned on. And then he was about to get out of the car and finally he was able to hear his engineer and, you know, Get the car back I think, started. Honestly, that's what I thought he was doing when I when they showed like a small glimpse of him like working with the steering. I thought he was just getting ready to get out of the car. That's what I yeah. thought too. And then I just said, and I think that I'm doing that process when no no put it back, put it back. I'm like, okay, switch on. Let's get let's go. Just goes to show you that an F1 car like ends. any other electronics. Just yeah. turn it on, turn it off Trust again. Me. It might just yeah. work. I know about electronics. I spent <laughs> I spent an hour till they didn't that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the front of the pack battle, really what we're gonna be seeing all year. Max and uh, Lewis Hamilton. Max got off to a pretty good start. There was a lot of issues with their, um, I'm looking up the graphic. I, I was sitting there, I was sitting watching the race with Ruben and I'm sitting there screaming at the TV uh, for uh, the pit stops where Hamilton uh, pitted in lap 13 to perform an undercut on, on Max Verstappen in an undercut. For those that don't know, pit early to try and gain an advantage. And the undercar the undercut is very powerful in barring. So I'm screaming at the TV. He goes onto the hards and I'm like, dude, this is this is a, a mistake from Red Bull, et cetera. Uh, because Max, it did not react quick enough. Exactly. So Max goes from mediums to mediums in lap 17. He, I don't know. He just drove a monster race. Um, and I guess we could talk about... Close but no cigar. Yeah, we could talk about the, I guess... The issue of the race, which was um, the whole track limit situation, right? So at turn four, I believe? Turn four. Yes. Turn four, 
a lot of the cars were going wide to the point where it was banned during qualifying. Your laps would be disqualified, mm-hmm. which we just talked about with Sergio Perez. And during the race, it was allowed unless it gave you an advantage, which it always gives you an advantage. But yes, yeah, what did what did you think of that whole situation? So at towards the end of the race, Max catches up to Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton, which I thought was a very smart move, pushes him all the way out so that uh, Max has no choice but to go outside of the track. I don't know if he actually did that on purpose, but... Um, I think he always does. Who it. did it on purpose? Hamilton, Hamilton. That he pushed them all the way out. Yep. They all do it. They all, everybody does it. Especially. They all do it, especially if you're ahead. Yes. Because you have the line. You have, you're ahead in the corner. You have the line. Um, what it came down to, and I get, I get the whole track limit situation. And I forget the phrase what it was. It was a, a long, outstanding advantage or something like that. Um, long-standing advantage. If you gain a long-standing advantage, meaning if somebody gets past you, obviously that's going to affect the result of the race. Uh, if you pass, if you pass there, you're gonna give. You gotta have to. You gotta have to. Uh, you're gonna have to give the place back, which is what happened. Mm-hmm. However, they did respectfully right away, though. They did it. They they did it right away because obviously if they didn't do it, the penalty wouldn't was not just going to be five seconds. They would have probably penalized them with something longer, because. Michael Massey has that in his pocket. If he gains a long standing, what is it? A, a, a long standing advantage. advantage. You know, they can penalize him, you know, whatever they want. Or it goes to the stewards and the stewards then, you know, give their, their verdict on it. Um, but it, the race was won through strategy. It wasn't because of that. It's through strategy. Meaning... Because Mercedes had two cars at the front. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They pushed the strategy. Yep. They said, we're going for the undercut because if Red Bull doesn't have another car to defend against it, they can't do it. And they made the mistake. They could have covered it, but they made the mistake of saying, we're going to go with our own strategy. That's what Christian Horner said after the race. They had to, though. In In a way, yes, but the... That's the whole thing. If you don't have two cars up there, you you're 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 at a disadvantage. Yep. And obviously, they also said that the Red Bull, even though it was as fast as the Mercedes, wasn't that much faster than the Mercedes because he could only get like two seconds ahead of him. So the only other way to defend it is to get further ahead, and Max couldn't do it. So that whole. You know, that's a to me the whole track of the, the obviously the whole the whole track limits thing is a red herring as far as the result of the race is concerned. Now, the argument is what is a long standing advantage or whatever it is what they call. If it was said that Lewis Hamilton at least twenty nine times went wide, that's what I was say. and what Christian Horner was saying is that every time he did that, it was a, a fraction two tenths of a second advantage. Two tenths. That's enormous. Times 30? Each time. Jeez. So imagine. No, so that's so, so that's six seconds. So again, so that, that's the whole point. What is a long-standing advantage? So the Mercedes is super slow. No. No, I wouldn't no, no. say that either. But I think that. I wouldn't say that either because at some point they went on the radio to Verstappen and they said, you can do that too because the Mercedes is doing that. And once they did that, that's when, the, that's when Michael Massey got on the radio and said, okay, Lewis, you, you know. 
you're getting close, you're going to get a penalty, you know, rein it in, and then everybody started reining it in. But obviously during that time, during that pass, um, when when Max tried to go on the outside of Lewis, he was already outside the track. You can't, it, it, that's that's always been the case because the same thing happened to Max in, in here in Austin. In Coda, yeah. yeah. Two years ago or three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. Against when he, Kimi. When against Kimi, when it was, I think it was for third place or second place. Yep, and they took him off the podium. And they took him off the podium. <laughs> So I mean, because it was a little. Well, I'm here. It was. It wasn't even close. It was like he was far out on that turn, and everybody was going wide. But again, it's just we want the clarity. We want to know what because how is that not a long-standing advantage if you're going thirty times, and it's costing you anywhere from a tenth to two tenths per lap. Dude, that's three to six. Dude, seconds. and he only won by seven tenths of a second. Yeah, that's insane. So no, it's just. What do you think, Wells? Uh, well, I think that that's absurd that obviously even three seconds changes the entirety of the race, right? Mm -hmm. My my opinion coming into it was was exactly that. The advantage is he wouldn't be doing it, and we talked about this before, He Lewis would not be doing it if it wasn't beneficial for him to go outside of or to push the limits on the track limits, right? So having having said that, if I'm Max, I just finish the race and whatever. I Whatever is coming to me, I try and take it, having already um, called out that Lewis Hamilton is 29 times now taking advantage of the track limits and, and just fight it out that way. I think Max did say that. that he, that's what he, he, hey, just, let's just keep going. At the end of the race, we'll deal with whatever comes out. I, I, but that's the thing. Once you have the race director on the radio to the team, saying, all right, you got to give the place back. What you're risking is that... It wasn't that the race director. It was his engineers. No, no, but Michael Messi got on, to, on the radio with Red Bull and told him he has to give the place oh, back. Oh, shit. Well, that was quick. Yeah, so, I mean, he was, like, he was... On, Michael Messi was on it right away. Gotcha. So what, what happens is that you run the risk, even if there is a five-second penalty, you run the risk. Again, he has that clause in his pocket. If he, he deems that there was a long-standing advantage by that pass... He can always he can always call in the stewards and they can give him a bigger penalty. So I think going forward, this track limit issue is going to be very, very, very. I don't think so. because it's not black and white. I don't no, think no, so. they're, they are going to work on that. Just, mm -hmm. Track limits, track limits. Don't do it. Because I don't think so. the, you, don't it, think so. you think this no keep, keep getting a lot. It was the same issue last year about rain, and then the driver started complaining because they couldn't make that corner. It was that same corner, so then they changed the rules during the weekend. To, to what this is right now, but now it's very, and it's in a gray zone, yes. and they didn't change it. Clarity. You know? But, I mean, the drivers all agreed to it, so it's not like they, they got caught off, caught off guard. The drivers all agreed uh, to... Every driver admitted to that they knew that they could... They could yeah, because it was discussed in the driver's gotcha. briefing. But as we seeing it as fans, and anybody else seeing it as fans, it just doesn't kind of make any sense, because it's not... It's the consistency issue that we yep. always. So that's, that's what I wanted to, to say. Fight. It goes right back to the whole. Sometimes uh, Leclerc doesn't get a penalty, but like Grosjean gets a penalty, and if, if it's like a the same, it's just it's not black and white, and that is the major problem. What? Even even during the race, that we were watching, I, I spoke to you regarding the the way Bono said it to him. I said, "Why would he say it that way?" They just say, "Hey, don't ride it no more. Let's keep going." But he, he, he elaborated, no, they don't want us to do it anymore. But, but like, I think that was also... They don't want us to do it anymore. Okay. No, to the, to the, it was, you know, he elaborated on it, on, on not 
you know, I guess not riding the curve anymore, not mm-hmm. going off limits. But I was just saying, hey, just tell him not to do it. That's it. Like, don't, don't elaborate. Just so he could keep. His so head he could and, keep focused. Yeah. yeah. So he, like, he I, oh my god, did they play? I think like, that man. we should go. Remember what was it? Two years ago, IndyCar. In, in Austin, same thing that they just said. Forget Yo, about the track. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that, so that awesome. was like, that, that was so yeah. awesome. That was because they were like, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they were going around up, like, a, like, the, like in a circle. To, 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 it was crazy. Yeah, because oh, if, if you cut it too short, then yeah. you're uneven. But if you go past it, yeah. you can track it. But that's the thing, like, you could understand that in an Indy car because they're not so. Like, the aerodi- aerodynamics not, is very different. To the they don't have a lot of downforce. Yeah, and that's probably going to happen next year with these cars. The downforce is is not through the arrow. It's going to be through you know through the through floor. diffuser through you know bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So all that notwithstanding, right? We have our race result of Hamilton as the winner, Verstappen second place, Bottas third place. Normally we'd be like, oh, not again! Wow, this sucks. This sets up a tremendous battle all year um what do you, what do you guys think what do you guys think for the rest of the year we're going to be seeing and i'm going to say it this way between not just hamilton and verstappen but red bull and mercedes it's on it is on because th- nobody nobody's faster than anybody else it doesn't seem like it but they're right there so it's it's one of those things where it looks like they're equal, and that's what we want. We don't want somebody with a huge advantage, and then somebody clawing back because sometimes they never catch up, which is what happened last year yep. with Mercedes and yep. Red Bull. Right? And and, it's, and honestly, it's been happening the past seven years with yep. Mercedes. Um, Mercedes is by far long gone at the front, and you have somebody clawing back to catch up to them. This is the first year. Granted, we can say Red Bull is ahead of them, but it's not by much because you can see there was a, a big fight at, in, at the beginning. And if there was a second car, a second Red Bull car involved, which if Perez didn't fight. have that issue, he would have been up there clo- uh, you know, fighting for a podium. The thing, Things might have been different. Uh, Max would have actually won that race. And also Red Bull did make a mistake in their tire allocation. Because they used, uh, uh, Max said this, their flexibility in the tires. Obviously, they all this year it's the same thing. They have the same tire allocation, but the way they use them throughout the weekend. All teams have the same. All teams. That's why I think he went medium, medium, then hards, and 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 uh, yeah, he went yeah medium, medium, then hards. Then you saw Hamilton went medium, hard, medium, hard, hard, hard. Yep. And the same thing for Bottas. Gave him more, much more flexibility. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the the rebel battle with Mercedes. If both drivers, remember, we also said that to each other on the, well, I think actually the broadcaster said on the, on the, the race that the second Red Bull car is just like this curse. You know, obviously because of what happened no. with, with Paris. No, no, because of, at the beginning of the race, what happened with, with Paris. Yeah. I think the Red Bull car in general is cursed, and it just happened to hit Sergio Perez this weekend. <laughs> they have terrible reliability. They do have terrible reliability. So how about That's this, right? Not, I'm sorry, yeah. did you finish? Or? No, no, it was just that if, if they're able to, both drivers as a team, the way Mercedes has always been able to do it, even though Bottas is, seems to be a step behind Ham during the race all the time. But if they're able, if the second Red Bull card, which is driven by, now by Paris, is able to come into the mix, we might see Listen, a nice little cake. Let's put it this way, right? A nice little taco, you could say. Okay. <laughs> Paris is Mexican. You know? Let's, apart from the cars and the jobs, right? <laughs> team versus team. 
As far as pit stop and strategy, you can say Mercedes and Red Bull are kind of equal. Their pit stop is amazing. Their strategy calls when it needs to be over the past few years have been, good. Have been spot on for both teams. Yes. Kind of equal there, right? Now. I would say Red Bull's better in the yes. sense that Mercedes had the pace to cover up any mistake, so it didn't really matter. So there you go. Uh, yeah, and, 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 you, and you would say it's better because uh, Red Bull throughout the year have been able to pull out victories. The perfect and, example, China 2018, Daniel boom. Ricciardo blasting past the field with the, the double stack pit stop. How, it was ridiculous. But you can't say that one is better than the other. It's, it's a toss-up. You can't really say one is better than the other. It's there because Mercedes is the defending world champion and they've made spot-on calls as okay. well, okay. right? Now, you have the top drivers are pretty much equal now. Evenly matched. Evenly matched. You have the wily old veteran Lewis Hamilton who in this race showed why he is the world champion. Well, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Okay, because at the end of the day, the way he defended from Max Verstappen was he put that car in the perfect spot every single time. No, nope, well, that's it, not true. No, no, in my opinion, I believe experience won the race and that's what Hamilton has over what over what Stappen. Why is it not true, though? It's not true because we saw Lewis Hamilton make a mistake on that lap in which Ham uh, Max Verstappen passed him. So what I want to ask you guys is mm -hmm. this, right? Is Lewis Hamilton, now that he has a genuine threat, much like in 2016, is he going to be in his head, much like in 2016, and make mistakes where he normally didn't? He could, but I highly doubt it because, I yeah, I, he could, but I highly doubt it because even though he, yes, he did make that mistake, he still defended pretty well against Max Verstappen and he still got the win. The difference now, now uh, let me just finish my thought before we go ahead. Now, you have the, the second driver pretty evenly matched as well with Botas and Perez. Now you have, the biggest difference was the car wasn't that great. Red Bull's car and Mercedes' car was always like, you know, top, lights out. you know, lights out. Now you have two cars that look like they're pretty evenly matched. So all in all, we have two pretty evenly matched teams. This is looking like a spot on year. I don't think they're evenly matched. Go, uh, what were you okay. going to say? No, I said the difference now from 2016 is that Rosberg was his teammate. So throughout the year, even in the background, the team itself was trying to hold, you could say, Rosberg back. Or I, had, I no, know. no, no. What I'm saying is this, because they were constantly fighting each other. But it's the there. Team, it's in your face. Right. You could see it's transparent, right? Yeah. The team, you know, is trying to avoid all of this stuff that's happening. It cannot be done with Rebel. I'm here. What do you want? It's not like Toto can come on the radar until Max is back yeah. off. Or yeah. No, no, yeah. here. What? And guess what? what? Guess what? Christian Horner is just as much a tactician as Total War, if not more so. Yeah. I, I believe more because, remember, Mercedes, because of the speed that they had, they had an advantage. So now they're going to be forced to really have a To make the right complete. calls. Mm -hmm. and, to make the and, right calls. To, and drivers. to not make mistakes as the driver. So I'm going to ask. I think on that aspect, Red Bulls makes less mistakes than that. So, well, strategy the reliability is not that good. No, but that's that's going to cost them. That's why I always. That's why I'm saying the whole package. But throughout the years, the strategies that Red Bull have used have, all, to me, has 
have been better than Mercedes. Mercedes were under aspect that they could make mistakes because the, like Wellington said earlier, the time would you know was in favor of them. Right. Rebel was not. They didn't have a chance to make mistakes. So let me right. ask you guys a question, right? And this is going to be a little provocative, right? <laughs> okay. If 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 it wasn't Sergio Perez, right? If the Mercedes second car turned off and Valtteri Bottas started from the pit lane, would he have finished fifth? Nope. No. We've seen that movie before, right? Yeah. We've seen that movie before. So, But we've also seen Alex Alban fight from the back to the front of the pack. Too. Not not the front. He never made it all the way to the front. I think He, he made it like points. fifth or sixth, or which was mm, Paris. I, think he made it, I, know, I know for sure he made it to the points. Right. Yeah. So, we saw last year on this track, different configuration, last to first, Sergio Perez. We saw this year, right now, pits from the pit start to fifth place. You're seeing a, a, a tenacity and a consistency and a driver in Sergio Perez that is going to push. He's going to be third and second all year. Yeah. Truly believe that. And we, I, I hate to say it, but like Valtteri Bottas would not have done the drive that Sergio Perez did. So are you saying that? We've seen that in the past. With you, you, so, so what you're saying that we'll have two teams that are evenly matched and the, 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 the deal, not the deal breaker, but I would say the, the, the deciding, the deciding factor. factor is Sergio Perez. The deciding, no, there's going to be two deciding factors. Number one, reliability mm -hmm. on top of everything, because what put, per, what put Perez into that position was the rely, unreliability of that Red Bull car. Mm -hmm. We would have seen a different race, right? And then number two is the Sergio Perez versus Valtteri Bottas factor. We heard Total Wolf come on the radio and say to Bottas, hunt him down referring to max didn't even get closer couldn't, couldn't and do it if if he could have pushed gotten the pace up max kills his tires because bodas is behind them and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden this race looks even more different than what we got the it's going to be an issue all year where we didn't get it much this this race because of what we saw from uh, um, at the front and we didn't really experience it with Perez and Bottas, but the magnifying glass is going to grow. It, it's going to be like the ants where you, we put the sun on, on the magnifying glass to, to burn them up. That's going to be Bottas. He's going to get burnt up by the end of this year, and we're going to say adios. Cool. We're going to say yeah, adios, Valtteri. Yeah. Okay. So, Georgie? Yeah. Georgie? Georgie? So, all right, let's talk about the next few teams. And this is going to be another battle, right? This is going to be in... Tell me if you guys disagree. The McLaren-Ferrari battle is going to be epic all year. Yes, sir. We saw it early in the race with Leclerc and Lando. And... That was a great battle. Fantastic battle. And we're going to give both Ricardo and Sainz a pass today because it is literally their first race in a short testing period etc in new cars it's going to be crazy and they still manage to finish top 10 it's going to Both be back to where back to where we were what was in the 90s right the 80s 90s what do you guys expect but i thought in those two teams sorry was 
that Aston was going to be there. They're not there yet. But they, it doesn't look like they're going to be there. At least this race didn't look like that. We'll see. What do you guys expect from McLaren rest of this year? Best of the rest. Third place? Yes. I. That's what I, that's what I see too. That's what I see also because I still don't think that Ferrari is as fast as the McLarens, but they're there or thereabouts. So what I – my conclusion after the race, and this may change after, after Imola, was that we have a battle at the top between Red Bull and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Then we have a battle for third between Ferrari and McLaren. And maybe the only other team that might be able to get in there, but it didn't show. Haven't shown this at all so far this year is Aston Martin. And then you have, you know, the the rest of them. Can you can you just imagine AlphaTauri fighting? That's what, so I was gonna say <laughs> well, exactly yeah, that, and that's I was the whole say thing. Exactly that. Yeah, you also I just have, thought about like, dude, dude, we got this little. We had over rookie having a blast <laughs> in that car. Yeah, what, he sounds when you yo yo. I I, like, pa- I passed Alonzo. I, I felt so emotional. Wait, no, no, I was I, like, I, dude. Like, I was watching one of one of the interviews like after the race, yeah. and I like how he just steps against the little pole in the game. Uh-huh. Hold on, I was like, he starts pinching his mic. I'm like, okay, this is what I like. Okay, go ahead. Like this kid looks like he's freaking. Nah, I, yeah. listen, oh, oh I, I think you're gonna and and then you know, unfortunately, Gasly, you know, lost his his front wing at the beginning of the race. I think he was on for a good place. We still don't know where Alpha Tor- the yeah. true pace of the Alpha Tori. So they could even they might even join that fight between be Ferrari and McLaren yeah. before Aston Martin does. So based on this weekend's race, I will say this. Top two, you know, Rebel Rebel uh Rebel Mercedes. Mm-hmm. You know, third place, fourth and fifth is gonna be Ferrari, McLaren it uh, might be Alpha Tower. Alpha but it's Based so. On this week and the way at the pace that it was being shown the, to us. The field is so. I don't. I disagree. The field is so close together. Yes, man. I, it's I so crazy. I disagree with that. I think, I think that McLaren is head and shoulders above the rest of the field, right? And then I think Ferrari is nipping at the heels. And I'm and I'm saying this because I think that Leclerc put on such a monster lap on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. To to get to where he was at, he was fighting. He had such an amazing start. He was third. Threatening to pass, uh, no, he he passed, he passed Bottas, Bottas. and th- and he was like threatening the Max and Hamilton battle there. I think that um, what we saw there was just Charles Leclerc's talent just kind of yes. yeah. shining through, right? I, I think, think that's that, why the car was there. Yeah, um, we saw we saw man, dude. This I race, wouldn't disagree with that either. Look at Lando, dude. Come on, Lando was. Dude. I wouldn't disagree with that either because I think that I don't think. What's handicap? What's handicapping Ferrari this year is not so much the engine. I think the engine showed that it's it's there or thereabouts, you know, to the top of the field. I mean, I don't think it's uh, better than the Honda. I don't think it's right. better than the Mercedes. That's the problem. But it's close. Um, so the, it, I think what's handicapping is just, uh, you know, it's just aerodynamically. I don't think the Ferrari's there. But you also have very two very talented drivers. Their driver lineup is going to be the the difference maker for Ferrari. As far as how far they can get up the field, but then look at the talent in McLaren too. Lando and and, and Daniel Ricardo and Ricardo had an off race and he's taking like a textbook's worth of notes <laughs> out to yeah, I got you. To go to Andreas, hey, yeah. here you go. This is what I got for you. Can right. you fix this? Oh, well, what I'm saying is that <laughs> I, I feel like a I'm not pitting. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the driver lineup is was gonna make was gonna get Ferrari 
fighting with the McLarens. I'm not. I don't think. I'm not even going to get close to saying that they're going to beat McLaren. I think they've got to fight in our hands. Though. Look how Lando behaved in this race. Can you imagine how Ricardo is going to behave once he gets settled into that car? Jeez. Yep. It took him a whole season to get used to the Renault car. That was a horrible car. But too. he. <laughs> but that car sucked. He even said it himself after the race. He feels better uh, comparing first races with the different teams. He feels that he feels better in the McLaren car this first day than he did in the Renault car. And it shows. He wasn't even close to the top 10 in the Renault at the beginning of his thing with Renault. It, it, it had to be maybe towards the end of that first season. And then obviously last season, he did pretty well for himself in the Renault. But well, his, right now, he's. He McLaren is top 10 for sure. You, you're talking about McLaren being Q3 throughout the whole year. Right? P3. Right? Huh? P3, Q3? No, no, Q3 meaning qualifying oh, yeah, up there sure. and then, you know, for qualifying sure. in the top 10. Oh, man. All right, so McLaren, based on this, based on this race, McLaren, Ferrari. Alpha. Alpha. You really think Alpha? Alpha Tire. <laughs> <laughs> Alphatari seems like they're up there, man. It's so just that. In order would have put that a, a good lap, you know, a, a lap that he was supposed to put on those mediums. I think what we didn't see Alphatari's pace because Gasly, you know, obviously had the yeah, front wing bad. damage. I think, you know, and we, as 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 excited as we are about Sonoda, we got to give him a few more races to Absolutely. to settle in. But if Gasly's there, definitely have the confidence in Gasly to. If that car is as good as it seems that it is, we're talking about a jump, a racing point kind of jump. Meaning how far they went up the field last year, how racing point went up the field last year. AlphaTauri seems like they're doing the same thing. It's just you know obviously the team has its disadvantages, and you have. You know the drivers have to get you know get into the flow of things. So, with that said, right, it was fourth place, fourth place Lando, fifth place Sergio Perez, sixth place Charles Leclerc, seventh place Daniel Ricciardo, eighth place Carlos Sainz, ninth Yuki Tsunoda, tenth Lance Stroll, who sucks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what, I didn't um, say this time. <laughs> Lance Stroll followed by two Alfa Romeos followed by if he says that about Lance Stroll what's he gonna say about Mazepin dude <laughs> what Wee! we talked we talked about the um, Aston Martin earlier better luck next time right kind of kind of can't really tell the pace For, Vettel was on a weird strategy Lance Stroll Lance Stroll was fighting right he was fighting Carlos Sainz he was fighting uh, uh, what's his name yeah, Fernando Alonso you know What's his name? Fernando Alonso. But, um, <laughs> the disrespect. Yeah. He was only a two-time world champion. Yeah. Um, kind of hard to really identify where we are with them, right? With the Aston Martins? We don't know because they didn't do much running and testing. Right. They had um, the second least amount of laps yeah, in testing. Yeah, they didn't do much running and testing. No, actually. Um, they've... They, the the blunder in, in in qualifying with Vettel, I don't know, you know, and that was I don't know if it was a team blunder, but it was just I guess bad luck, 
Uh, Vettel's just getting started with the team. It seems like they're having issues with their back end. And if that's an issue, that's going to be an issue for Vettel. I think this is a weekend Vettel would like to forget soon. Yeah. I think he got two penalties this weekend, too, by the way. He got, he <laughs> came, he got a yo, ton of penalty points. He got five penalty points. Just this weekend alone. Just this weekend alone. The Ocon fight and uh, yeah, dude. Uh, ignoring the yellow fan. I don't know, man. Whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. I would hope that they would be better. I just hope that this this field is competitive because yeah. then you also have Alfa Romero, uh, Ro- Romero, Romeo. Romeo. <laughs> they look much better too. They look much better yeah, too. Bergamo Bullet. The, the yeah, they look them. good. I mean, Williams is not going to be, you know, up on the midfield, but they they're quicker this year. You know, it it the field is it's much tighter. It's much tighter. Much yeah. tighter. But that's what you get when you get you know these regulations. You know, clarity. Not clarity. <laughs> it's just that. There's not crazy changes. It's just the P, the power unit is not being developed like crazy. The arrow you, the arrow is this basically the same as last year with, with the exception of the floor. Whoever gets that right, but that's normal throughout the years. Um, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get the history of Formula One is that once you get a formula for enough years, the field comes together, mm-hmm. and then you got to change it like they're gonna do it next year. So this year, hopefully, is gonna be. We had a fun year last year. This might be better. Based on this races. <laughs> I just hope that we don't get the Vettel that was that we had last year that was just constantly complaining, whatever. And we saw it this race with, oh, he came into my line, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. dude, he was ahead of you. Like, ah, this yeah, is referring the complaining to the o- is, Ocon crash. I mean, especially when Man up. That's it. you're a four-time world champion, dude. Yeah, you make a mistake. I mean, he did man up afterwards, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of hard to gauge, especially when you're in the car. But, you know, just don't complain on the radio and just see what happens before you start complaining. So the Alfa Romeo's are better. Williams, not much to talk about there. At least they're not last. The Haas. Which I thought they were going to be last. The Haas. Ugly ass no, car. I thought because they were gonna get the the new Ferrari engine as well. Has they were gonna do a little better. I think I think that if, if Williams had a better livery, they would be doing better. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I thought it was. It looked pretty good. It does look good. Ugly it looked pretty good. Polygon. Another thing that, that I thought also looked good throughout the race was the at one at one point the battle Alonso and Sainz battle. You know, yeah, it, it was Stroll, right? No, Stroll, Alonso. No, no, no. It was Vettel. It was Vettel. Alonso. Alonzo. Oh, that's right. I said. I'm sorry. I said Stroll. Vettel, Alonso, and Sainz. Yes. Sainz took so overtook two cars. Yeah. No, but What's not, up, not, baby? But obviously, it was like you know X X X X. Yeah. It was clean. Who came out on top, baby? Forza Ferrari. Very clean racing. That was no. That was that was cool. The battle with Lando and 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 Charles at the at the beginning was awesome. The battle with uh, the, 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 those three with, uh, with, awesome. with Vero, um, Alonso, and uh, and Signs was pitch perfect. Um, those are the kind of and and that's the thing is like even when we were watching the battle at the front with Max and Lewis, yeah. at the same time you had. Perez yeah. overtaking Leclerc. And yeah. if you saw the timing, they were, bro, going, back, they were and going back and forth. Yeah. There were so many battles that oh, we no. missed so many other battles. You know and I can't blame the re- the race director this time because it was just everything was super close. You know what says that? Um Ocon says that well. Said that as well. Yeah. He said, you know, yeah, you 
probably didn't see much of me, but I was also going through my back. There was a lot of Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of That's also due to the aerodynamic changes. It mm -hmm. helps yeah. create that uh, situation. What are we looking forward to for the rest of the year? Obviously, aside from the front, anything that, that we haven't really talked about? I'm looking to see... I'm looking to see to get more stability from Schumacher, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to see what the other rookies do. More spins? Maybe. Um, what am I looking for? Teammate battles? Dude. Oh, Lando, we'll talk Lando about that and next Ricardo. Week, the rival score. Yeah, Lando and Ricardo. Signs and Leclerc. That's looking like you know, entertainment within the entertainment. Yeah, but Ferrari will always be Ferrari, so. There will always be Ferrari. Well, you can say no, that about any other team, too. No. You can say that about Lewis over Botas. No. Bottas no, Bottas, dude. Man. Yeah. These guys are haters, man. <laughs> so, seeing Perez overtaking Ocon reminded me of how he is with his teammates. So if he gets to push Max, I would love to see that. Because that's going to be elbows out galore. That's going to be another good one as well. That's going to be a battle to watch. Galore. Be yeah, because I, I think since Ricardo, Max doesn't have another teammate that can push him like that. Well, hopefully he can. I think he can, though, man. You know, again, starting from the pit lane, getting up to fifth, a ton of overtaking, excellent race from Perez, and he, did, he does deserve the driver of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. a good season. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start winding down. Um, everybody, please make sure to hit the like button. Smash the like button, I should say, on YouTube. Uh, if you're not already following us or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Stitcher, make sure to find us. Leave a review. Five stars, please. We are at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter. Both the same thing. Make sure to nice. <laughs> make sure. Yeah, if I don't get distracted, I, I do it okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're also on YouTube. You could see us now um, on YouTube. Hi, jump wave. to start. Everybody, wave. Jump to start racing <laughs> podcast. Uh, that's pretty much it on my end, gentlemen. Off to Italy, baby. Yeah. Woo! We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Peace. Peace.